Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Because a mother in Mississippi is claiming that her daughter found a cigarette in her Burger King chicken fries. Burger King was like, yeah, that sounds like something we do. <laughs> Nutritionally speaking, a Burger King chicken fry and a cigarette are about the same. <laughs> the manager tried to spin it. He was like, that's just the toy. <laughs> I'll bet nutritionally them being the same is pretty close. Now, Actually, now, come on. The crowd groaned because America loves a chicken finger. Um, We have breaking news we have to get to. We don't have time for hijinks. Breaking news. This is breaking news. Yes, it is. The president of the United States. Is it monkeypox or COVID that he has? I believe it's the COVID. COVID. The Chinese bat fever. President Biden does have COVID, no joking. Oh my God! And uh, he's an eighty-year-old with already has breathing problems. So I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm he's going to be fine, I'm sure. Statistically, most people are fine by far. And even seventy-nine years old, or is yeah. he seventy-eight? Less, guys. less likely. He's seventy-nine. Less likely in his birthday because he's only like a week younger or older than my mom. So it's got to be around second of December. Um, so he's, you know, he's coming up on eighty. Uh. Whatever. You know, we got Kamala Harris waiting in the wings, so we'll be fine. Um, there you go. Oh, so, so, so he has COVID and cancer. It's worth pointing out. Oh, yesterday right. he claimed that he's got cancer. Can we play the Tucker Carlson clip we opened the show with? We ought to, we ought to revisit that because it's been two hours. You remember the clip we opened the show with, Michael? That very clip. How could you forget? It How was could so memorable. It was, it was good. good times. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. 
and why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. I have cancer, Joe Biden said, and I got it from growing up in Delaware. What kind of cancer does Joe Biden have? What is his long-term prognosis? And is Delaware really that bad? Parts of it are not beautiful, that is true, but can an entire state be a carcinogen? So it was it was a misspeak, and I think most people are used to him misspeaking so much that I think most people reacted with, I'm sure he didn't mean that, which is kind of, I'm not, I don't think that's probably good for the President of the United States at any time he says something about, you know, a country we're going to go to war with, or uh, the leader who's got to go, or I have cancer, we all just think, hey, he probably didn't mean that. The White House will clear this up. I'll wait for the White House clarification to see what is actually happening here. Yeah, this is two administrations in a row with very, very wacky communications. Yeah, for God, I'd say, yeah. I would say, which is probably speaking to the approval ratings right now. So the latest poll out from Quinnipiac, Joe Biden's approval rating is at a new low among a major poll, 31%. 31%. I said, you're kidding me. The only good news in the poll would that be it's it's got a slightly higher number than that. New York Times poll from a couple of weeks ago in which this says 40% of Democrats would like him to run again as opposed to 26%, but still less than a majority of his own party wants him to run again, even in this poll. I don't believe that. I don't believe you 40%. I think you're full of crap. I think you're lying or think you're saying what you're supposed to say or, or something. You want the, he, He's barely coherent. You want him to run again in two and a half years. No, you don't. So I like the real clear politics average of polls because the average of the major polls, and you can always have outlines, and they go up and down, and you know it goes up and down by weeks and the, the, the news cycle and all that sort of thing. Well, listen to this. This just came out yesterday. In the real, real clear politics average of polls, which I don't remember which particular polls, but it's a whole bunch of your major polls. So you can get a Some better. Some of them? All of them? So you can get a better uh, snapshot. Okay. The real clear politics average for July 20th, which was yesterday, had Biden with a 37.1% approval rating. Trump's lowest average approval rating after January 6th occurred was 39.3%. Biden is lower than Trump post-January 6th. Not a joke. In the average of polls. You know, that's that same uh, coalition that wants him to run again. Uh, Trump's uh, 39%, the never-vanishing 39%. One of the smartest and most perceptive things he said was that I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, and they wouldn't, uh, they'd wouldn't. they still be with me. Now, Trump never got as high as Biden, but his high was 47.4%, which was, oddly enough, right after his first impeachment. He reached his highest average poll. Um, Biden's highest, right at the beginning, was 55%, so not that much higher so that's just where we are is a we, we did this story from a couple weeks ago that i think is accurate we'll never have a president above like 42 percent anymore until mm-hmm. things change uh, until our dynamics change because where we are currently you're never gonna tell a pollster that the person on the other team is somebody you approve of it's just not the way we're built right now right but right. that is something you would have never been able to predict that joe biden's average approval rating would be lower than Trump post-January 6th. Yeah. I busted my neck. That that says a couple of things about Trump's following and about uh, Biden's ineptitude. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, you look at, back to the messaging thing, 
Um, oh, do we have the rest of that that weird clip about him having cancer with the the windshield wipers and stuff? Which clip was that? Yeah, the whole story. Um, I think it's this one. There you go. Okay. And guess what? The first frost. You know what was happening? It had to put on their windshield wipers to get literally the oil slick off the window. That's why I and so damn many other people I grew up have cancer. And why can't for the longest time Delaware had the highest cancer rate in the nation. Oh, and and Tucker went on to say this. We are hearing word tonight that Biden may have misspoken, rattled no doubt by the stress of his diagnosis. It is likely that in fact it's not cancer Joe Biden is battling. But dementia, yeah. simple mistake. Yeah, which oh, I boy. think is why most people reacted with, well, he meant had or something else. Because <laughs> you're used to it. I have cancer is generally not the sort of thing people react to with. He must have meant something else. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> right. I remember when you used to take the windshield wipers and bang them on the curb to get them all bent up and sharp. Uh, I'm sure uh, corn pop. He walked up to my car. I grabbed the windshield wiper and I slashed his throat. <laughs> Come on. Maybe in context, his uh, speech about the windshield wipers and the oil on the windshield there in Delaware made a point because that was part of his. And this is why I've had to sign these executive orders around climate change, which the left is very unhappy about. They didn't go very far. They weren't very strong. So I don't know if his. Uh, uh, politics people were saying, look, this stuff is not as popular as Twitter would make you think. Or I don't know why, but he didn't go very far yesterday. Well, and, uh, you know, not to get too serious about this, because it's all just so silly, but um, uh, he's talking about oil, I guess, and the environment and fossil fuels. What does that have to do with getting, like, skin cancer removed? Well, if there's oil on your windshield in the morning, I guess you're, 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 you're that's why you're getting cancer. It wouldn't be skin cancer, though. Well, right. That's why I have cancer, and so many other people in Delaware have cancer. Anyway, as Tucker said, he was so rattled by his recent diagnosis. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was insensitive. Yeah, and but he does have COVID. That that we know. That has been announced. He has very mild symptoms. He's taking Paxlovid, and uh, that's where things stand. Correct me if I'm wrong. Speaking of health. Well, his poll numbers go down out of this. Sometimes people just, you know, the president is seen as weaker when he's sick. I don't know. Or we do we rally around the president and he, his poll numbers go up because we want to boost our old man in his times of trouble. Wasn't it uh, respected political austere scholar Osama bin Laden who said uh, people like to back the strong horse? Right. How'd that go for you, Osama? Anyway. Uh, Ow, my it- eye. Oh, easy now. Uh, Didn't the study come out like two weeks ago that people who drink a moderate amount of coffee uh, have a much less chance of dying? I think so, yeah. Because we talked about that. Well, the Washington Post is out with the story again as if it's brand new. uh, That's a pretty big story. If if on average coffee drinkers have a less likely chance of dying, which to me is really one of your number one health metrics. (laughs) Oh, really? You, You know... Once you die, the rest of it seems kind of nitpicky, you know? Yeah, but he uh, didn't have COVID. I mean, for instance, so they tracked the coffee consumption and health of almost 172,000 people who were an average of nearly 56 years old and were free of cancer and cardiovascular disease when the study started. They found that those who drank uh, regularly drank uh, a cup and a half to three and a half cups of coffee a day, whether plain or sweetened, 
we're about we're up to 30% less likely to croak in that time frame from any cause including cancer and cardiovascular disease and if i remember right they tried to tease out other things cuz my first thought on stuff like that is always kind of the freakonomics angle Sure. What mm-hmm. do coffee drinkers do differently than non-coffee drinkers? Are they more likely to exercise and all that sort of stuff, which might actually be true? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I kind of see coffee drinkers as more of go-getters than non-coffee drinkers. Maybe that's unfair. Maybe that's just self-selecting to justify my coffee drinking. I don't know. You know, if you show me one guy who drinks coffee and another guy who drinks, for instance, energy drinks... And I've got a wager on which one of them is going to live longer. I'm going with the coffee guy 100% of the time. I have to have one of them keep track of my wallet for the weekend. I know which one I go with. Yeah. And I know some people who I, I'm very, very fond of who are doing the energy sure. thing. I'm just saying as a whole. Yeah, on average. But they think it has to do with the abundance of antioxidants in coffee beans, which are actually seeds, Jack, uh, which may re- help reduce internal inflammation and cell damage and protect against disease. Mm. I'll drink to that. Yeah, here, here. Uh, so coming up, and and I touched on this briefly, uh, the Pritzker family, the dude who's the uh, governor of Illinois and his billions and billions of dollars, they are financing a lot of, if not most of, the whole, there's no such thing as men and women. There are men who menstruate and, and, and men who give birth. Uh, they're financing that stuff. The how and why is really interesting. So we'll have that coming up. Lots of stuff on the way. And if there's any new news on the president's COVID diagnosis, we'll have that stay here. Armstrong and Getty. He is going to isolate at the White House, will continue to carry out all his duties fully during this time. He has been in contact with members of the White House staff by phone this morning, we're told. He will participate in his planned meetings at the White House this morning. Uh, he will do them now via Zoom. Well, they don't know. Did they bury the lead there? I'm not sure they even mentioned. The president has COVID. The president of the United States, Joe Biden, who it turns 80 in uh, later this year, uh, has COVID. So it's either a big deal or it's not like it is with everybody who gets COVID over the age of whatever. Um, I just read the other day. Definitely concerned. Yeah. I just read the other day the uh, because, you know, there's still talk about kids and masks and kids and vaccinations and all that sort of stuff. Two and a half years into this thing, total number of deaths for people under 18 from COVID is like a thousand fifty or something like that. After two and a half years for everybody under 18. Yeah, I mean, I got to believe a lot of those were on the older end of that. So talk of it being deadly for children. How did that last so long? Well, and kids aren't even effective vectors of the disease, meaning they don't spread it. Not not very effectively like adults. So, you know, yeah, it's incredible. If it's going to be bad for you, it's on the older end. And Joe Biden is on the older end. And you just wait and see how it affects you. Although, um, you know, he's going to get the best medical treatment and the latest drugs they have and all that sort of stuff round the clock. And just to clarify, in spite of his claim yesterday, he does not have cancer. He does not have cancer. He had you know, the minor skin cancer that a lot of us have had um, removed. And um, I don't count that as having cancer. Maybe I'm being a cancer purist. 
I don't tell people I'm a cancer survivor because I had a couple of little things <laughs> cut off my shoulders. It's a little cancerier than thou. I've got to admit, you're you're throwing your cancer weight around because you had a real one. Yeah, 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 or a bigger one. Um, one in four young adults live with a parent, grandparent, or older sibling. New research shows. The percentage of young adults living with parents, grandparents, or brothers or sisters has nearly tripled since 1971, according to the Pew Research Center. Uh, any comment off the bat of that? That doesn't surprise you? Does surprise you? You know, I was contemplating the fact that it was since 1971. I know rent is too damn high right now. Uh, it's very, very high since I have three kids who are young adults. Um, so that part of it doesn't. I mean, that's that explains part of it. Uh, adulthood starting later and kids just not feeling the need to move out and be on their own. That's definitely a cultural change. Mm. But then the other thought I had, the reason I didn't say anything, I had so many thoughts, Jack, swirling, competing in my dome. Um, <laughs> swirling. <laughs> one of them is that uh, intergenerational living arrangements are super common around the globe. Yeah. They used to be more common in the U.S. You go back a number of decades, but so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's complex. It actually sounds kind of nice, depending on how you got it arranged. How many square feet you have. Um, yeah. buddy of mine uh, has an, a, a ginormous house. His daughter lives there because why not? I mean, he, she can live over in that end of the house downstairs with her own ex, entrance exit. It's not, you know, why why live somewhere else, actually? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, finances and caregiving are given as the driving factors, according to Pew, behind the multi-generational households. Hmm. Yeah, I could. Well, yeah, the caregiving. That's interesting because folks are living longer and longer and which gives them a chance to get stuff that ain't great. I mean, when the heart attacks killed everybody at age 62, there wasn't nearly as much dementia. For instance, uh, I don't know if it's um, what people want out of their 20s versus what it was when I was younger or or cultural changes because it would have been frowned upon. I don't think I was wanting to get out of my parents' house because I thought it'd be frowned upon. I wanted to live on my own like really oh, yeah. bad and did right away from age 18 on um, uh, from 19 on. Well, no, 18 on. As soon as I went to college, I was out and uh, a lot of people don't today because it's easier cheaper you can you can live at home and still have cool clothes because you got money left over i had crappy clothes and a crappy car and crappy everything but i did have my own place Mm -hmm. or you can have the other you can live with your parents and have a decent car and decent clothes and uh, you know buy the real drinks at the bar which i didn't yeah yeah i I, it's hard for me to address this because i like you was such a lone wolf i wanted so desperately to be independent i can't even imagine uh, an alternative so People, I, the friends I had who did, because I knew a couple of people lived in their parents' house because they they were going to college in the same town as where their parents lived. Um, mm-hmm. I could see that they had a lot more spendable money than I did. Yeah, yeah. Then you go to your house to party and have a big time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe yeah. stay over, couch surf, then go back home to mom and dad's house. Any comment on that? You can comment on the text line four one five two nine five KFTC. As you'll notice, we did not present that as clearly a bad thing. It's just a change, and then what do you think of it? Kids are lazy and useless uh, these days, clearly. But uh, it goes without saying. We didn't need to because it goes without saying. The president has COVID. The president has COVID. Armstrong and Getty. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I am the second NBA player to host this award show. LeBron James, he hosted the, uh, this award show back in 2007 after losing in the NBA Finals. <laughs> so, yes, uh, you guessed it. This, uh, this feels better. Um, okay. That was Steph Curry hosting the ESPY Awards last night. He is a charming young man. He is a basketball player, but if you don't know that, you don't care, so there's no point in me telling you. When he hurls the ball at the metal ring, it goes through it more often than anybody else. Yeah, practically ever. Certainly from further away. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of sports, a couple of stories, uh, one from the world of sports, several about the whole radical gender theory, transgender thing. Um, and radical gender theory is very different than the idea that a transgender person deserves full human rights. I think anybody with any sanity agrees with that. But the University of Pennsylvania has nominated swimmer Leah Thomas for the 2022 NCAA Woman of the Year Award. All right. 
Obviously if, a gesture. Of a person with a penis and testicles can be the NCAA Woman of the Year, tear up Title IX, shred it, throw it in the garbage, line a parrot's cage with it, it's no longer applicable. Okay? Ridiculous. Another story. Uh, the president Biologic. has COVID. Yes. We ought to jam that in there. The president has COVID. Coronavirus! Probably means nothing. Um, he doesn't do a lot anyway. Um, out and about, so he'll do whatever he does behind closed doors like he has been in the past. But anyway, there's that. But with more coughing. Yeah. Let's hope he's okay. Yeah. Not only just out of basic human compassion, but because the vice president's an idiot. (laughs) So the time for the president to do what he has been doing is every day. Uh, Second story. A biological male inmate who identifies as transgender has been removed from a New Jersey women's prison. Oh, I saw that story. Why? Because he's knocked up two women already. Impregnated two inmates. But you're supposed to, with a straight face, say, that's a woman. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. They're going to have to figure that out in the prison system. <laughs> oh, yeah. And sports, for that matter. So that's just a couple of quick headlines from that world. Um, I'm going to read you a chunk of this article by Jennifer Bilek. It's it's very, very long, and I think, honestly, you would be as interested in it as I was if I were to read the whole thing, but it would take the rest of today's show and perhaps uh, some of t- tomorrow's. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll read you part of it, and then I'm gonna, we're going to post it at armstrongandgetty.com. The title is The Billionaire Family Pushing Synthetic Sex Identities, SSI. And I'll explain that term. She explains that term. One of the most powerful yet unremarked upon drivers of our current wars over definitions of gender is a concerted push by members of one of the richest families in the United States to transition Americans from a dimorphic definition of sex, meaning they're men and women, um, to the broad acceptance and propagation of synthetic sex identities, SSI. Over the past decade, the Pritzkers of Illinois who helped put Barack Obama in the White House and include among their number former U.S. Secretary of Commerce Penny Pritzker, current Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, and philanthropist Jennifer Pritzker, appear to have used a family philanthropic apparatus to drive an ideology and practice of disembodiment into our medical, legal, cultural, and educational institutions. She says, I first wrote about the Pritzkers, whose fortune originated in the Hyatt Hotel change, chain and their philanthropy directed toward normalizing what people call transgenderism in 2018. I have stopped. I've since stopped using the word transgenderism as it has no clear boundaries, which makes it useless for communication and have instead opted for the term SSI, which more clearly defines what some of the Pritzkers and their allies are funding, even as it ignores the biological reality of male and female and gay and straight. Um, and that's uh, one thing, non-radical gay people, I think, have been a little slow to catch on to the fact that this is going to obliterate the idea that you're gay and should be protected as being gay. There's no such thing as gay or straight. There's no such thing as male or female. All of these words must be swept away. Anyway. Also, uh, the, it, I, I got to believe, and maybe if you're in this community, you can explain what it's like right now. I got to believe, like, if you're an effeminate gay dude. Um, it's made things very difficult. Or, a, you know, a masculine gay woman. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. So he, she says the creation normalization of SSI speaks much more directly to what is happening in American culture and elsewhere under an umbrella of human rights uh, and mentions how distinct this is from the the uh, gay rights movement, which ended in 2020 with Bostock versus Clayton County, finding that uh, gay people are protected class for discrimination. But they're working to solidify the idea that humans are not a sexually dimorphic species, which contradicts reality and the fundamental promises and premises, not only traditional religions, but of the gay and lesbian civil rights movement and much of the feminist movement, um, because that's all about there are men and there are women. Uh, but let's get back to the, the Pritzkers. Um, and I'm going to skip around a little bit, but uh, I'll give you the, the punchline. They have given tens of millions of dollars to these hospitals and medical centers and and universities uh, etc to fund these radical gender uh, fields uh, they they pay the professors they uh, have employed the doctors who do the surgeries and give adolescent kids hormones and stuff like that they've pumped tens of millions of dollars into this for some reason part of the reason i think is one of their cousins is a, a transgender woman and an activist on this stuff but um, in 2018, for example, at the Ronald Reagan Medical Center at the University of California, Los Angeles, irony alert, where the Pritzkers are major donors and hold various titles, the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology advertised several options for young females who think they can be men to have their reproductive organs removed, a procedure called gender-affirming care. The Pritzkers became the first American family to have a medical school bear its name in recognition of a private donation of $12 million to the University of Chicago School of Medicine. They gave $30 million at the University of Chicago Biological Science Division School of Medicine. Uh, they founded a foundation, all of which funds, and they have a long list of institutions, what they call gender care. In the case of that, clients include gender-creative children as well as transgender and gender-nonconforming uh, adolescents. And um, so let me skip to this part. Ever since a motivating and driving force between the Pritzker's family-wide commitment to SSI has been their cousin, Jennifer, born James Pritzker, a retired lieutenant colonel in the Illinois Army National Guard, father of three children. Uh, in 2013, around the time gender ideology reached the level of mainstream American culture, Jennifer Pritzker announced a transition to womanhood. Since then, they have founded all sorts of so-called charities and foundations who are activists in this stuff. And they mention uh, the University of Minnesota National Center for Gender Spectrum Health, which claims, quote, the gender spectrum is inclusive of a, the wide array of gender identities beyond binary definitions of gender, inclusive of cisgender and transgender identities, gender queer, non-binary identities as a normal part of the natural expression of gender and then they mention that they fund these medical centers that do not only male to female and female to male, but like both. If you feel like both, they'll give you both sets of junk. And if you feel like neither, they'll turn you into a Ken doll, including one center in San Francisco that does. And I can't find this such a long article and I highlighted it poorly. But, uh, oh, nullification surgeries for individuals who feel both male and female or like neither. And again, nullification i hadn't heard that one the gender multi-speciality service at boston's children's hospital is quote the first major program in the u.s to focus on gender diverse and transgender adolescents that the pritzkers have funded so as i said yesterday we're talking about this what adults do with their lives is entirely up to them i might think they're right they're wrong they're misguided i feel sorry for them uh, or or whatever 
But when you're talking about doing it to confused adolescents, I get crazy about that. But again, we'll post this article if you want to read it at armstrongandgetty.com. But given the, and, and I'm not sure there's a total number, but I'm scanning this article real quickly, and it's 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 definitely fifty million dollars plus, and maybe closer to a hundred million dollars of funding of institutions and and you know health organizations that are pushing this stuff. The Pritzker family is like the the godmothers and fathers of the whole radical gender theory thing in the United States. It's so odd. Yeah. That's interesting, and uh, and uh, I like that it has been discovered or reported, or maybe it was out there in plain sight all along, but somebody finally connected the dots. But anyway, we know yeah, where a lot of this... it's not getting any attention at all. True. Uh, we know where a lot of this is coming from now. Um, I just came across this tweet from somebody. It's more or less what I said earlier. If Joe Biden... Joe Biden has COVID now, if you haven't heard of that. If Joe Biden probably... The most protected man in America from COVID in terms of everybody's got to be masked and checked and vaccinated to the maximum and blah, 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 and kept from people and all this. If he can get this new variant, then what is the point of any discussion at all about kind of lower level throwing on a mask on a bus? Because like in New York, I know it's mandatory on public transportation from what i understand i haven't been in new york for years from what i understand it's about a quarter compliance with that but that is the Mm -hmm. that's what they're mandating well and of course as usual we're not talking about especially vulnerable vulnerable people or or whatever if you feel like you'd rather cut the chance of getting covid by 10 percent um and so you're going to choose to wear a mask go ahead i don't care just don't make me yeah exactly oh and one more thing getting back to the pritzker uh ssi thing and uh, i've got to make this point over and over again the idea that Homo sapiens are the only species of primates, and there are many, many, many species of primates, and indeed, virtually the only mammals on Earth that don't have a male and a female of the species, that thought is so absurd. It should be hooted out of not only the halls of academia, but the barbershops and the, the bar rooms and the schoolrooms of America. That claim is on its face hilarious. And yet, in academia, if you dare say that's not the, uh, true, that the, there's no such thing as men, you might lose your job. Wow. We'll turn to another topic, but maybe we'll do this later on how Dave Chappelle, he was five hours from going on stage in Minneapolis last night when they canceled his show because of backlash among employees and some people in the community about him oh my from gosh. his trans canceled. from his transphobic network Netflix special from what a year ago 5 hours before he was going to go on stage they they shut it down but uh more on that later and a bunch of other stuff and we're keeping our eye on the president Jill Biden has come out and said that he's doing okay and she should know she's a doctor more on that stay tuned Armstrong and Getty 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think we need to be quite careful because the president is at advanced age. He also has underlying health conditions, including atrial fibrillation. He's had previous aneurysms and strokes. So um, I would be cautious. I wouldn't be so so rosy, uh, potentially, as Dr. McCary, that everything's going to be fine. He is at risk. So President Biden has COVID. They announced that an hour or so ago. And then there was a couple of doctors on the cable TV there. You had Dr. Mark McCary, who's been on Fox News a lot, and then you had him in disagreement with Admiral Brett Gerori, who was the COVID czar under Trump. And anyway, so uh, the Marty McCary said, I'm not concerned about a serious case of anything developing. You know, they caught it early, the Paxlovid, et cetera, which I think is probably most likely true. We're not a show that like goes out of our way to be hyperbolic about these sorts of things. But the other doctor did make a decent point about he has underlying health conditions, arterial fibrillation. He's had previous aneurysms and strokes. Um, 
Uh, also, he's on a number of other drugs that I don't know exactly what all drugs they are, but he's on a drug interactions are a thing, and he's on a bunch of different drugs, blood thinners, um, uh, anticoagulants, who knows what for any sort of mental condition. So there is that. You're, yeah, you're, an old, you're an old person with some respiratory problems who's on a bunch of different drugs. So it's not a nothing. No, I would agree. Well, that's why it's more concerning when an old person gets COVID. It's not their age. It's that Raising they're fragile. Their... It's that they're fragile because they have almost, you know, universally vulnerabilities. There you go. Um, I saw this opinion. Thank God he's married to a doctor. Hmm. Uh, oh, speaking of which, I'm sorry, one more tweet. I just saw this guy, I don't know, but he tweeted out a series of pictures of Joe Biden sniffing women's and little girls' hairs. Hair? Creepy. Uh, he says, if he loses his sense of smell, he'll be devastated. <laughs> Come on. That's Come just on. unkind. Here he is at a low point, and you're kicking him. An old man is ill, and, and there's mockery going on. That's why I mentioned it. I don't approve. <laughs> uh, I saw this opinion piece, I think, in the New York Post. Face it, Netflix sucks. So they're talking about why Netflix lost another million subscribers and all that sort of stuff. It's because it sucks. A bunch of their new shows suck. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I don't know. It's that's the suckitude. That's obviously in the eye of the beholder. You remember Dave Chappelle had his Netflix special that was hugely popular, partially because of the controversy around his anti-trans statements which seemed pretty tepid and mainstream to me uh but he was set to go on stage last night at a venue called first avenue in minneapolis i didn't know this legendary venue that's the place prince was doing purple rain in the movie that's the venue anyway Chappelle was going to go on stage five hours before he was going to go on they canceled it and said um, we 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 believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression, but in no. honoring that, we lose sight of the impact this would have. So they actually make the statement that they believe in diverse opinions and artistic expression while they cancel a guy because they say his point of view hurt too many feelings of people who work here and people in our community. That's exactly. hilarious. That is hilarious. That's classic Orwellian um, sort of language right there. You know, pieces uh, pieces war and. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm a peaceful man, therefore I'm going to beat you. We believe in diverse voices and the freedom of artistic expression, and that's why we're canceling David Chappelle. I mean, that, how do you even write that sentence and not realize how crazy that is? Canceled! Anyway, that they, shows they, how nuts it is. And they booked him right across the street. He still got to go like across the street and do his show at the Varsity Theater, um, which is going to... Uh, uh, but... They couldn't have it at their venue because they're the big venue and the people that work there were too upset. Wow. We believe in artistic expression and different point of views, and that's why we're canceling Dave Chappelle because of his mainstream views on the whole trans situation. Yeah. These are weird times we live in, man. Uh, This got some attention on your TikTok, which I think I'm going to sign up for today, learning more about TikTok. Facebook has got a thing called Reels, which is exactly like TikTok. That they're trying to get going. Uh, we'll see if it does. We got a couple of texts on that yesterday from people saying, I use Reels. Uh, okay, fine. Um, TikTok's where all the action is happening. Kylie Jenner, part of the Kardashian clan, right? Regularly uses her private plane for three minute long flights. <laughs> really? Just to, get, Come on. just to get across L.A. because it would take 40 minutes in a car and she can do it three minutes in her private plane. And so there was a TikTok video yesterday of her 
and her boyfriend rapper Travis Scott. Are they boyfriend and girlfriend or not? Or is she just hanging out with a different... They have a kid together. They have a kid together. Okay, so doesn't mean they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Put a ring on that thing. So the billionaire Kylie Jenner is on the tarmac with rapper Travis Scott. They're both in front of their respective private jets. And the caption was, you want to take mine or yours? Isn't that kind of a cute, I've got so much money, isn't that funny? Do, do people react well to that? I don't. It makes me want to gag. Yeah. Well, there's that that crowd that worships fame and and wealth, and if you're famous, you are a hero. By the way, no matter her, why her private jet, which she takes for three minute flights across L.A. because you, as a sucker, spend the entire forty minutes driving. Her private jet is called Kylie Air, which she bought for seventy three million dollars before the pandemic hit. So maybe wow. you've flown in a private jet before. Probably wasn't one of the $73 million ones. Can emit over two tons of CO2 and is five to 14 times more polluting than a commercial plane. Or you can drive, which would obviously be much less. Especially wow. if you're in an electric car. I want a private jet. $73 million private jet because she's an Instagram influencer because of her eye makeup and hair care products. Hell, I'd settle for like a $60 million private jet. I'm not a greedy man. God, that's crazy. If you miss an hour of this show ever, you can get the podcast. It's called Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.